0: Well, here we go again. It's Tony and Mike's uh, newest adventure, and uh, we are pre pleased and proud to be here once again uh, today. Mike, how you
1: all doing? I'm doing good. Tony, how are you?
0: We're doing just fine. Uh, always, always a pleasure to see you. Wanted to give you an update on my uh, on my toothache from last week. You know, now you know I'm a big ignore everything guy. Okay, you if mean like symptoms and stuff? Symptoms. If if I you know whatever, I will not go to the doctor unless I'm dying. Okay. Okay. So last week I had that, that problem with my tooth, but the problem went away. Like all of a sudden it just vanished. So, uh, my wife is, is like, I says, isn't this great? It went away. Yeah. But you're going to the dentist. Yeah. But it went away. Yeah. You're going to the dentist. All right. So I go, to the dentist, new guy, because my dentist retired. I, have, I, have, I go to a new fellow now, Dr. Olson, nice guy. Well, anyway, he took some x-rays and everything like that, and he goes, uh, yeah, I think I know where the problem is. He said, but I'm going to tap your teeth just just to make sure. I'm going to tap them, and just to say, just to I said, okay. So he's tapping the, the tooth. How's that? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, yeah, we're good. All of a sudden, boom. Ah! Right, he goes, Oh, I think I found it. You think
1: you You need a degree for that?
0: Okay, (laughs) all all, all right. Well, lo and behold, I needed a root canal.
1: Oh, okay,
0: I never had a root canal. Have you had one?
1: Yeah, yeah, I have.
0: Well, you know, he stuck the needle in my gum, he numbed it, Novocaine, the whole nine yards. He goes, All right, we're gonna get to work. He starts working and as he's working, everything's going along fine. I says, "Oh, this isn't bad, you know." He hit the nerve. He hit it right, perfectly, twice. Mm. I jumped out of my skin. He goes, um, "Are you feeling pain?" Uh, "Yes, I am, doc. Yes, yes, I am." "All right, all right, all right, all right. You need another shot." He gave me another shot, and it uh, it was it was fine. It was a lot easier. Uh, than what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a major, major problem. And I was going to have to go back four and five times. But as it turns out, he did the bulk of the work this time. And now I've got to go back after the holidays. And he's got a couple of things that he has to do in, in order for it to be right. But right now I'm pain free. I'm, I'm really glad that I went. But uh, a lot of people that I talked to, as soon as you mention Root Canal, they, they're, they run for the hills.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I think pain wise, you know, the gum disease and that kind of stuff is worse than, because I mean, if you didn't get the pain or the Novocaine, you know, the Novocaine, then you would say it was the worst thing that you've ever had happened to you. But you had the Novocaine, so, you know, it numbed the pain. The problem with Novocaine with me is that it takes a long time for it to take. And then it lasts for like a really long time afterwards. So, you know, you're a homeowner. They're talking like this the whole time. And then when it goes away, oof, you know, you start feeling the works.
0: Dude, I came home. I came home. My wife happened to be off. I came home and she was like, oh, there you are. I waited for you. We're let, let's, let's have coffee. I said, uh, yeah, sure. She pours the coffee. I took a sip of the coffee. My mouth is all numb and all the coffee came. It was like, it, it, I couldn't hold it in my mouth. It was yeah. like
1: hysterical. It really was. I was
0: like Jerry Lewis in one of his movies.
1: Well, know? and you'd be amazed how much you chew on the side of your mouth or you, you, you nick your tongue. and You don't even feel it while it's mm-hmm. happening. And then once the Novocaine wears off, you feel all the damage that you did yep. while it was numb. True. So yeah, no, that's um, yeah, I've been there. I've had a, I've had a root canal. It's, it's not pleasant, especially the aftermath. But it's good that you got it taken care of, and it's, you know, you're on the mend.
0: Yeah, it, it, it had to be done. So what are you, what are you going to do? He told me though, I have very good teeth, strong teeth. Nice. And, you know, not much. Has your family
1: away. always had that? Did your dad? No, your
0: that's the funny thing. My, hmm. my mother and my father have terrible teeth, terrible. Um, and my sister and I, we, we kind of like. Uh, got by, you know. Um, he he told me the first time I went when I did the crown. Uh, he says, you know, it's pretty good. A guy of your age, the, the 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 teeth are pretty good. Hardly any dental work whatsoever. He says a couple of things here and there, but nothing to write home about. I says, oh well, that was the one thing we were blessed with. It was everything else that went wrong during really? our lifetime. But but the teeth are good.
1: Well, you got one in the plus column. You know, yes. that's, everything else is in the minus, but you got one in, one in the plus column
0: there. Yeah,
1: so, so, yeah. Can't uh, I, I did notice uh, quite a few people did listen to the podcast on Spotify last week. Really? Oh, so, yeah. I'm able to look and see how many people listen to it. And we certainly appreciate all the different ways that people are, I guess, enjoying or experiencing Tony and Mike's new adventure. We, of course, have it on Facebook. We have it on YouTube. And now we've uh, launched the podcast, which is just an audio version of this um, on Spotify. So after the show is recorded, it will be uploaded to all of those uh, different mediums and people can enjoy the show. Last week, the word or words was baked clams, which makes me gag every time I mention it or even think about it. Uh, So quite a few people mentioned it. So we'd like to say thank you to Rose, Charlie, Jan, Tricia, Amanda, David Wheeler, Carol D, Patricia, Ida, Wayne, Annette, Paula, uh, Mar, Sally, D, Vin, Pat, William, Nancy, another Nancy, and Diane. So thank you so much for using baked clams. This is uh, season two, episode two, of Tony and Mike's new adventure. And as we said, it's it's there for you to enjoy all the time. If you want to, you know, watch it Thursday nights, Friday morning, anytime. Uh, you can catch up and even go into the old old shows that we've had uh, to sort of listen to some of the things that we're doing. And we're, we're a couple of former radio personalities, uh, had a show together. How many years were we on the air together?
0: You and I worked together close to 11 years.
1: Okay. All right. So a little over 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are uh, no longer working in radio uh, together. So uh, a lot of our listeners, loyal listeners, asked us to do something we did. It was a big hit, so we continue to do it. So we try to make it as available as we possibly can uh, to people uh, so they can enjoy. Uh, we're a week away from Thanksgiving, Tony. Are you yes. just staying home? Is it just you and the wife and the kids or what are you doing?
0: That's going to be very, very low key. I think very low key. Uh, they yeah. should, I think a, a lot of people are forced uh, to, to to do it that way, un- unfortunately, but you know, hopefully, with this new vaccine and everything, we'll be back to normal by this year, uh, by this time next year. But uh, yeah, I think it's going to be very low key this year.
1: It's amazing how up and down you feel on a daily basis with this coronavirus. Because it was announced that this vaccine what was at Pfizer announced mm-hmm. that they had a vaccine, ninety five percent effective, no health issues when it comes to uh, what, you know, like side effects or anything like that. Uh, And then so you get that step forward. Then you take steps back as schools are starting to close again. Big cities are starting to shut down again. Um, The CDC is urging people not to travel for Thanksgiving. Uh, So we're we're sort of getting the announcement of the vaccine. So we sort of, we all are under the impression that we're going to be at a level where once we get the vaccine, everything's going to be back to normal. We're going to be able to do uh, daily activities, but cases are going way up. Hospitalizations are going up. Death, deaths are increasing when it comes to this. Um, and uh, I know around here in Pennsylvania, uh, we're starting to see some of the higher increases around the country because it was so low for so long. Um, they haven't officially announced the McKenna school is going to be going all remote, but she got a science book to take home. As the teacher said, just in case they weren't coming back. And I said to McKenna, I said, I don't think you're going back, sweetie, after Thanksgiving break. I think they know and they're waiting for the official announcement to come uh, well, during Thanksgiving break. A,
0: a lot of these districts, the the rumor is uh, all over the country, that uh, a lot of these districts might close just before Thanksgiving and then not open up again, um, maybe until after the new year, July 2nd or th- uh, January 2nd or 3rd. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you hope- think
1: about it. I mean, you got family that's coming into town, mm-hmm. kids are home, they're exposed. You know, it's, what's interesting is for the younger kids, grade school, elementary, middle school, those kids, for the most part, are contained parents contain those children. They go to school and then they come home. They go to school and then they come home. It's it's the high schools that you're starting to see increase in numbers because, well, let's face it. Have you tried to control a teenager? Number one. And number two, you know, a lot of them work. A lot of them have jobs. So they go and they work. They're exposed to so many other people. So you see our high schools getting a lot of the cases where middle schools and you know, elementary schools and stuff for the most part can somewhat keep their numbers under control. But I think a lot of the school districts are concerned with Thanksgiving break where the kids are home more often and they can get exposed to people coming in from out of town. I think they're just trying to be safer uh, rather than anything else. And also it, it gets us more along into the flu season, you know, get the kids back um, after the, the worst of it. I don't know. It's I, I think they're just trying anything they can to keep as many people as safe as possible. I, I, there's no rule book when it comes to this stuff.
0: And, and even with the vaccine, I, I think the order is uh, frontline workers, they're going to get the shot first, uh, then people with uh, underlying conditions, then and, and the elderly, or it might be the elderly second, and people with underlying conditions. And then, you know, people that, who are basically healthy, then you'll get your shot you know, you'll get the vaccine. But like they said, it, it probably will be, you know, March or April uh, b- before uh, all of this happens. So we've got a rough go. We've got another few months uh, b- before there's any light at the end of the tunnel.
1: At least, yeah. And, you know, I, I hope they roll it out better than they're rolling out the new Xbox and PlayStation 5. I mean, crying out loud, I mean, it, it reminds me of when, you remember the car maker Saturn? Remember those cars? Mm-hmm. And they couldn't keep up with demand, so they were running out of them and whatnot. Nintendo does this from time to time where you can't find a, a new video game console. I think they do it on purpose. I mean, I really do to sort of build up the hype and the want for it. But I, I just find it amazing that some stores get like 10 Xboxes at a time, and it's like... um, how about multiplying that by a thousand, and that's how many you should be getting. Right. I hope the vaccine, when it starts coming out, they have more than just a a few hundred uh, to administer that we can get to the level of where you know you and I might be actually able to get the vaccine sooner rather than later. I mean, well,
0: I, I hope it's sooner than later. Uh, that's for sure. It, it petrifies me. It it, it, really... it really
1: does. You you you. I mean, it, it's a, probably I would assume at least once a day, you're conversing about this. I mean, whether it's with Christy or somebody else that oh, it's, sure. it's of grave concern to you, okay? Sure,
0: it it, it really, really is. I mean, uh, uh, you, I have underlying conditions. My wife has underlying conditions. Um, I, I, I don't think we're at that point yet where you would call her and I elderly, but it won't be long now. Right. Uh, so it, 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 these are things that, uh, that you worry about. You know, these are things- Well, that, and
1: I think a lot of people are worrying because- I was just at a target this week and they were completely out of paper towel and toilet paper again. So here we go. I mean, it's, yeah. And, and, you know, the, the job that I do delivering salty snacks around central Pennsylvania, um, they're, they're, it's, it's almost as if we're going back to that. I think they see the writing on the wall. They see that schools are probably going to go all remote here pretty soon. You, you're, you're starting to see in Connecticut, they're, sort of rolling back phases a little bit, so restaurants are being limited when it comes to capacity. I think people are seeing the writing on the wall and are you know, going and getting the hand sanitizer, the, the Kleenex, the toilet paper, the paper towel, the Clorox wipes, and we're once again gonna be in a situation where we can't find that stuff for a while.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I think so. We've been um, going shopping, uh, these last couple of months in anticipation of something happening and always picking up uh, let's just grab another bundle of paper towel let's grab a little bit more toilet paper even though we have don't have enough room for it let, let's let's just keep it just in case we can, we can always use it toilet paper will never go out of style
1: sure sure yeah. no no you're right and, and hopefully other people did that too because like I said you know I was just there and The shelves are bare. I mean, they're empty again. So I know a lot of stores already anticipating this have put their protocol back into place where you're limited to one or uh, per visit or something. So maybe that will stabilize it a little bit, but it's concerning. You know, it's just certainly something you don't want to take lightly and you want to be as prepared as possible. But I I just feel once again, and we've talked about this before, I feel sorry for the parents. I I really do. Because when we start going remote, again, especially if it's gonna be right after the first of the year. I mean, these employers have maybe anticipated that their employees are coming back into the, into the office and it's gonna to be tough for these parents to mess their schedule around again, to be home, to, to help the children. You wish that there was like an amusement park that would open its doors and say, okay, we want all the kids to come in so they can do their distance learning here they watch them you know and it's for like an admission of 1499 or something like that they watch the kids they're they're being supervised and then parents can come and pick them up ap- afterwards and they're socially distant and they're wearing their masks and they're learning um but it's just unfortunately you can't you're home and as parents you have to stay home while your kids are learning so it's it's,
0: it's funny i saw a uh, a picture uh, the photograph is a hundred years old. During the pandemic, a hundred years ago, mm-hmm. and except for their clothing and how old the picture is, uh, it, it it could have been any place today. Oh, really? Because they, they showed all of these people in 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 a in a certain area, and everybody had the mask on. Everybody was wearing the mask. So it's it's just funny, you know. History repeats itself, I guess.
1: No, you're right. You're right. Uh, As we said, CDC urging people not to travel for Thanksgiving. Um, But if you are traveling for Thanksgiving, uh, the TSA uh, has come up with some advice for individuals. Now, I know that my nieces are actually flying to visit my mom uh, in Chicago. Uh, So they, they got their COVID tests before they traveled, and they each came back negative. Remember, my one niece, Emily, had uh, the coronavirus, uh, so she's now clear of the coronavirus, and my other niece, Lauren, also, so they're traveling to visit my mom, so they probably had to go through this, but (coughs) obviously, get there early. Don't assume nobody's flying, and then it's slow, and you'll be able to get through it without a problem. It may even be longer. Some of these airports maybe have cut back on staff because there's not a lot of traveling, so get there early. Uh, number two, wear a mask. They might ask you to briefly take it off when, you, when they check your ID. Otherwise, you gotta keep it on the entire time. Uh, number three, try to stay six feet apart while you're in line. And don't freak out if the lines seem extra long. It's just because people are socially distancing. So it makes the line seem a lot longer uh, than it actually is. Uh, You can bring hand sanitizer on the plane as you don't have to follow the normal three ounce rules for liquids. With sanitizer, it's 12 ounces and disinfectant wipes are allowed in carry-ons as well. So if you are traveling and you're lucky to have hand sanitizer and um, uh, disinfectant wipes, those are allowed in carry-ons. And you can ask a TSA agent to change gloves uh, they're supposed to do it between pat-downs and whenever ask somebody asks them to do that. So if you have the courage to go up to a TSA agent and say, hey, listen, could you change your gloves before you, you know, put your meat hooks on me? They have to oblige. That, that's part of their rules. They have to be able to do. That. So just some of the things if you are traveling for Thanksgiving, um, some things to keep in mind. Remember, we used to always talk about, no, oh, this is the – this is the best day to travel. This is the worst day to travel. This is the day that you want to go do your shopping and all those things. Those were the important parts of the holidays. Not anymore. such a thing. Yeah. Not, not anymore. Course. I mean, most of the stores aren't even open on Thanksgiving anymore. Yeah. You know, the targets of the world and, you know, they're, they're not going to be open. So Black Friday has been going on for a couple oh, of weeks yeah. now.
0: For a couple of weeks. They've been, yeah. been advertising it on uh, TV and everything. So. You know, that's that's the story with that. But uh, we want everybody to have a uh, safe uh, holiday. That's for sure, all the way around, Mm -hmm. you know. So, and God bless you if you are traveling. You're braver than me.
1: Yeah, yeah. Braver or stupider? Which one is Uh,
0: it? Okay, okay, stupider, all right. And
1: how fast, when you arrive at the in-laws or the family member's house, do you sit there and say, we risked the coronavirus for this did you taste the cranberry sauce? Oh, wow. <laughs>
0: Very funny. Very funny. All right. Um, of course, baseball season is over. Not coming back until uh, April or, or uh, March, whatever the case may be. Uh, but I was astounded. I was flabbergasted. I-, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Robinson Cano caught again taking PEDs. This time, he is suspended for a full year, because that's the rule. You get uh, caught once, you're suspended a half a year. Second time, a full year. If he gets caught on a third, third time, he's out. He's banned from 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 baseball. Here's my problem with this, Robinson. If you're if you're listening, okay, you're 37 years old. Your career is basically over. You had two more years on your contract. He blew. $24 million this year. He's not going to get paid. $24 million. What are you trying to prove? Does he think at the end of this contract he was going to get another big payday like that for multiple years? It, it, it makes absolutely no sense.
1: What, what well, and I see people on Facebook, you know, Yankee fans. They, they love doing this. Well, you know, he, he learned that stuff in Seattle. He learned that stuff when he was with the Mets. Now. Do we need to forget that the Yankees have had several players that have admitted to using steroids and several players who haven't admitted to using steroids and performance enhancing drugs. I I think when you're an athlete, Robinson Cano was a potential hall of Famer with the numbers that he was producing on a yearly basis in the Bronx. And then he went for a payday in Seattle and I think that he probably sees, you know, a lot of these guys don't use the drugs to get stronger. They use the drugs to recover. To Baseball is different than football, different than basketball. You play every single day for several months. And, you know, there's not a lot of Cal Ripkins out there who can just come back and play every single day. So he probably feels – 57 on certain days and says, you know, I'll try and sneak these past so I can get a few more years out of it. And it's just, it's an arrogance thing too. It's it's not get caught. I mean, come
0: on. First of all, you were caught one time before. So you're going to tell me they're not watching him more than they are
1: other players. Well, I would hope that that would be part of the testing criteria that once you're caught, you're checked all the time. You know, right. I mean, yeah. You would but, think, so. but correct me if I'm wrong. Everybody is
0: tested randomly.
1: Yes. Not there's. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody fire. who's exempt. Yeah.
0: Right. Everybody, but it's it's random. You might be home, uh, you know, watching the Three Stooges, and get a call and say, you know, come on down. We want to test you, yeah. and you got to do it. Yeah. And I understand some PEDs help to keep you healthy and uh, all of that, but the way that I look at it, he had fifty million dollars. Uh, coming that was guaranteed. And let's face it, man. So what? So you sat on the bench or so what uh, you don't get a big payday the next time around. It, it just, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. Coming from my standpoint.
1: I, well, I, and you've, you've watched baseball longer than I have. I mean, you, you remember Willie Mays. Sure. I mean, you know, it it, it it's not fun watching no. players towards the end of their career. And, mm-hmm those who know when it's time to retire so you don't see that sort of stuff like look at Derek Jeter you know Derek Jeter stepped away and what was almost his last at bat at Yankee Stadium was a game-winning hit yeah you know that that type of thing you you never got to see the deterioration of Derek Jeter now did he hit as well as he used to no did he get to the backhand uh in in you know uh, at, at shortstop there as much as he used to no but you know, you never really saw the deterioration that you saw like in a Willie Maze or some of the athletes that just stayed a little bit too long. And these guys just want to be the best all the way up until the end. That's just it. They, they think it's just like parents who have young kids who sit and say to each other, why why is uh, Tom living in a studio apartment? And they don't have the concept that, you know, eventually at one point you weren't wealthy either. You had to get yourself up to that level. But these athletes, they just don't, you know, they want to be at a high level all the way through. And the arrogance to think you're not going to get caught. Yeah. You know, he's probably like, you know, they got this pandemic. There's so many things, so many distractions. I'll try and sneak some steroids through here. Nobody's going to notice. Say it ain't so, Robinson Cano. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see what I did there. Yeah, uh, see if, if we're going to stay with baseball, you know, I'm surprised you and I haven't talked about this. But Tony Larusa, uh, you know, Tony La Russa, what is he? Seventy? What is he? Seventy four? Uh, quite possibly, yeah, give or take. And he was hired by the Chicago White Sox to be their manager.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now he was fired by the White Sox, I believe, in 1979 or the 80s. So I think in the 80s, he was fired. He's good friends with the owner Jerry Reinsdorf. Jerry Reinsdorf says that that's his greatest failure, that he fired Tony La Russa. So it, you know, to some people, it seems like a great match to bring him back. The White Sox are somewhat poised to to make a run in the playoffs here. They've got a lot of young talent. He speaks fluent Spanish, and a lot of these players are are Spanish, you know, speaking first um, when it comes to the language. There was a lot of criticism of the White Sox because a lot of people felt that he was not a great choice to be their manager based on age, based on the fact that he hasn't managed in a dozen years, the game has passed by, blah, blah, blah. Then it's announced, then it comes out that the day before the White Sox hired him, he was busted on a DUI the day before, and the White Sox knew about it and still hired him. And they, the last statement the White Sox have made on this is that we're going to let this play out before we decide how we're going to go moving forward. Well, they've announced that they're not dropping the charges against Tony Larusa, and that he was very belligerent, I guess, with the police officers when he was pulled over to the point where I'm a Hall of Famer, man. I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> he, he's saying that to the police officer. I'm a Hall of Famer, man. I mean, come on like it excuses a blood alcohol level twice the legal limit. Um, My opinion as a huge White Sox fan, you got to move on. You have to move on. I mean, I know he's not a high school coach. He's not even a college coach in the sense that, you know, he's shaping young men. So how kind of – what kind of an example is it to have a second DUI, all these types of things. I I just – I think the bad press – I think Tony LaRusso has got to be a big man here and he's got to come forward and say, Hey, look, I, you know, let's just, let's just part ways and, and move on. I, I, I don't, I don't see how the White Sox can stay having him as their manager, but every day that goes by is another day that all the other managers are being hired. So I don't know.
0: Something tells me they're going to let this, they're going to, they're going to keep it going. But I always, as soon as I heard that he was hired at his age, I, I thought of Casey Stengel when he was managing the Mets, and he was about 74 or 75, and they used to cut away uh, and go to the dugout, and, and he'd be sleeping in, in, in the dugout. He would doze off, you know? I mean, I, who was a, he was the greatest manager probably in Yankee history, but, but you know, who knows? You know, maybe uh, uh, Tony LaRusso takes his milk and magnesia, and that invigorates him, I, I guess. I, I don't know.
1: Well, I hope he doesn't mix it with the Viagra, you know? I don't yeah. want him sitting on the dugout. Uh, With the Viagra, you know.
0: (laughs) So, uh, Michael Jackson, still number one on Forbes' annual list of top earning dead celebrities. Hmm. Apparently, he raked in uh, an estimated $48 million this past year.
1: What did you always say on the radio? The best thing that ever happened to Michael Jackson's bank account was that he died. Yeah. Because he spent money like crazy when he was alive.
0: He was in, well, he was in terrible debt. Yeah. When when he died, um, don't forget now he bought uh, the Beatles catalog. He owned all the music, and that still wasn't enough. It still wasn't enough. He he uh, he couldn't keep it together. But uh, yeah, he, he's. I mean, I I don't mean it in a bad way, but apparently he's worth more uh, dead than alive.
1: Mm.
0: Um, Forty-eight million dollars. Guess who's uh, uh, second on the list? Elvis. No, uh, Doctor Seuss. Okay. Dr. Seuss uh, brought in $33 million. He's been dead for the better part of 30 years. Uh, Ch- uh, Charles Schultz. Yeah,
1: great. well, yeah, he, Apple.
0: Yeah, thir- 32 mil. Arnold Palmer, 25 mil. Elvis Presley came in at number five, uh, $23 million uh, this past year. And uh, he, he was number one for a while, Elvis. Oh, he was number one for many, many years. But the yeah. problem is here with Elvis uh, I don't know if the, the the younger generation, I don't want to say they don't know who he is, but he's like a a, a, a figure in history now. Uh, you, you know, does that make sense?
1: I, well, I, I mean, not only is he a figure in history, but his music is, his, you know what I mean? It's history. It's not like that music is really being done now. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, he's, He's in the history books. He, he's he's a wax figurine that you see at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame type right. of thing.
0: You're yeah. right. That's most unfortunate. But yeah, you're right. Uh, th- this is a new entry. Uh, Kobe Bryant, uh, he earned $20 million uh, since his death this past January. Mm. So uh, he's, he's on a roll. Uh, Nike has sold out of Kobe's, uh, what do you call it? I guess his sneakers, I guess. And his autobiography has sold 300 thousand Copies this past year. So mm. there you go. Uh, another guy I never heard of Juice World. Anyway, 15 million. Bob Marley, number eight, 14 million. Uh, John Lennon, one of my personal favorites, 13 million. Mm. Uh, Prince, 10 million. Freddie Mercury, nine. George Harrison, 8.5. Marilyn Monroe, uh, $8 million.
1: How is Marilyn Monroe still getting money?
0: How is she? I'm sorry.
1: Like, how is she still receiving money? What, what royalties? Oh, I would assume,
0: well, they license her, for example, her, uh, her image. Oh, okay. So when you see her on a coffee cup or a poster or whatever it is, uh, she's got to get paid. Uh, who knows? She might've struck a deal. Maybe, uh, with, 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 with the films, she's mm-hmm. got X amount of dollars coming every time one of her films is played. So the film. fact that we
1: just mentioned her, we probably have to pay. That's why something? I'm not
0: going to say it anymore. I'll just say, um, that actress, yeah
1: that's that sexy actress that's sexy actress yeah <laughs> all right yes or bs you ready yeah
0: let's
1: do it uh, this is a game sweeping the nation not only is it swept on facebook but it's sweeping the nation on youtube and on spotify now everybody's through, talking about this everybody is talking about it i mean i can't go anywhere i can't go anywhere without being stopped and say tell
0: me about it
1: you know yes or yeah. bs all right, so we're going to go uh, National Fast Food Day, apparently was last week. I'm sorry, I missed it. This is a topic that probably is near and dear to your corroded heart. Yes. Oh, yes. So number one, you used to be able to get spaghetti at McDonald's. Is that yes or BS? Mike, that sounds so
0: ridiculous. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say yes because so, that's
1: weird. You're right mick spaghetti was around in the 80s and you can still get it in the philippines really yeah well that was the one thing that I, i learned a few years ago that that each country has like their own menu from mcdonald's and mcdonald's for the longest time you know a lot of people were clamoring for a certain sandwich that they make in new zealand or whatever and they sort of did that didn't they for one year they sort of brought in those international flavors to, to the United States.
0: Right, right. Um, I do not think for on. a long. What they have a hard time. Sometimes those things have a hard time catching on in this country.
1: Right, right. Where you with? Like, I think they had like a fried chicken or something. I mean, they had something that was, but then they had their Big Mac sauce that they were selling as like you could just buy, the sauce. I guess they do that. I think in Australia. Okay. And you know not here so mixed spaghetti apparently was around in the 80s i don't remember that
0: i remember a time you don't remember this but i remember a time when mcdonald's served grilled cheese sandwiches that was on the menu Mm. i remember that vividly actually
1: yeah okay i don't remember that uh number two yes or bs taco bell used to have a menu item called bell burger i don't
0: think that's I'm going to say yes. I don't think that's so far off the mark.
1: Yeah. It was basically a taco in a hamburger bun. Really? It was on their menu from the mid-60s to the mid-70s.
0: Okay. They really stretched the concept there. Taco so. on yeah. a
1: bun. Yeah. Uh, number three, yes or BS? Arby's once aired a 13-hour television commercial of a beef brisket being smoked.
0: That's BS.
1: No, that's true. It aired in Duluth, Minnesota in 2014. It was the record for the longest commercial ever aired, but then Old Spice aired a 14-hour ad in Brazil two years ago. 14 hours. Wow. They have the meats at Arby's.
0: Apparently. Have you seen that, uh, that turkey sandwich, the deep-fried turkey? No. Oh, it's tremendous. Have you had it? I've had it, but it looks Oh, tre- Oh, it looks <laughs> good.
1: Yeah, Arby's is one of those – Every time I drive past, I'm like, you know what? I haven't had one of their roast beef sandwiches. or uh, They have really good like, chicken sandwiches also, right? And the twisty fries. I mean, come on. I mean, I'd be on my way to the hospital eating the twisty fries. Uh, number four, yes or BS. There are more Dunkin' Donuts, or I think they're just called Dunkin's now. There are more Dunkin's locations in the world than Starbucks. Okay, I say that's true. BS, hmm. Starbucks has around 31,000 locations. This is because you're an East Coast snob, Tony. Okay. East Coast snobs, they think that Dunkin' is, you know, sweeping the nation. Right. That everybody everybody has Dunkin'. But look at this. Starbucks has 31,000 locations. How many do you think Dunkin' has? Uh I don't know.
0: 25,000?
1: 12,000. Oh, so there's almost twice as many. Yes, more, more than, than twice.
0: More than twice. Wow. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, I'm a bit surprised by that, but yeah. I mean, East Coast is dominated by Dunkin'. East Coast is, but you I know, always found
0: the few times that we went to Starbucks and you would just ask for a coffee with cream, the barista or whatever you call them, they look at you and they go, "What? Just just coffee with some cream, please." You want me to
1: put some fruit fruit in there? <laughs> No, I know. Yeah, my mom always says that. I just can't go and get a regular coffee anywhere. I got I to gotta get the, some Mappuccino or Al Pacino. I don't know what I got to get in one of my, one of my drinks here. <laughs> All right, and number five, yes or BS. On average, 12% of American adults eat fast food on any given day. Yeah, I'd say that's true. BS. Really? It's much higher than that. Each day. of us eat fast food according to the CDC and around 11% of all of the calories we eat come from fast food. Wow. That's a high, that's a high number. Wow.
0: But tell the truth. I mean, I haven't done this in a hundred years. There was a time where you would do fast food every night. If you were out with your friends, even after you had dinner at home when you were 16, 17, you always went to to, to a
1: fast food place at night and, and stuffed yourself with whatever it was. I just yesterday with the kids we stopped at McDonald's. Yeah. I mean it's easy, it's quick, it's nutritious. Um, I mean it's I don't know, it's it's an easy, it's an easy meal. Yeah. Um, yeah, and yes, you can go healthier than that. I, I completely understand that. But the, you know, there's lettuce on the sandwich.
0: Yeah, what more do you want?
1: I know. Um, but uh, have you ever done this from one fat man to another? Mm-hmm. Have you ever had in one day breakfast, lunch, and dinner fast food?
0: I, I can't remember, but I'm, I'm sure I did it. I'm, I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. I mean, come on. I mean, my, my friends used to look at me in awe because we would go to McDonald's. And I'd eat like two quarter pounders. And, and they were like, how could you do that? Or, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I couldn't do that now. I, I think I would have.
1: Yeah, no, I, would, I st- would struggle on that second one for sure. Yeah, the onions, on the one heartburn one. on the onions, just yeah. alone. I mean, it's.
0: <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. When when you were younger, no problem.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I, I do remember on more than one occasion having breakfast at McDonald's, having lunch at Wendy's. And then having a taste for Burger King for dinner.
0: Oh, sure. Sure. I'm, I'm with you on that. To the
1: point where you were taking one bag off of the passenger seat, throwing it on the floor of the car to put the next bag on top of it. I'll tell you,
0: a Wendy's, you ever had a, a Wendy's triple cheeseburger?
1: Dave's triple?
0: D- Dave's triple. I
1: mean, I don't know was, if I've had the triple.
0: It's so good, but man, it is a lot of food. It is a lot of food you know,
1: and you're eating. But, but you got a Diet Coke, so you were all right. Of course, Mike.
0: What's You know I'm health conscious. <laughs> Come on.
1: That was a stupid
0: thing to ask.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Yes or BS uh, for uh, this time around, National Fast Food Day.
0: All right. As uh, we continue here, I was reading, uh, th- there's a new documentary coming out on uh, John Belushi. John Belushi, uh, to me, one of the greatest comedians of all time. Uh, of course he's been dead uh, 40 years. So there's probably a lot of people that are watching going John who, uh, but, uh, not
1: uh, Jim Belushi. That was his not, brother. Not John Belushi.
0: His, his older brother, John. And there's a new documentary that's coming out on John Belushi. It's called Belushi. And uh, Lauren Michaels talks about one time when Belushi showed up blitzed uh, before a show in February of 1979, he couldn't even stand up. And, uh, He had been out partying all day and they had a doctor on the set and the doctor said, "Uh, this guy can't go on. He can't, he he can't perform tonight. And uh, Michael says I was somewhere between rage and very little sympathy. So Lauren Michaels asked the doctor, what happens if he does it? And the doctor said, well, he could very well die. He should be in a hospital right now. And uh, Lauren Michaels said, What are the odds of that? Doctor said 50 50. And Lauren Michaels said, Yeah, okay, I could live with that. And he performed that night. This is in the documentary. And of course, uh, a couple of years later, 1982, uh, Belushi would die from a mixture of heroin and uh, cocaine. But uh, I always thought one of the funniest guys ever. I mean, the
1: yeah, I mean, girls, a lot of people. The
0: house, even to this day, it, it tears in
1: your eyes, funny. Zit. You know, yeah, that, that type of... Thing. No, yeah, the samurai Taylor. Oh. Um, I mean, that, that's a lot of people who are younger that never saw him can probably equate Chris Farley a lot right. to John Belushi uh, in what, what he brought to, to comedy. Um, I, the one thing that I was surprised to learn was just how involved Robin Williams was in the last days of John Belushi. I mean, Robin Williams was there. Yes. Um, and that I did not know that until I saw a documentary on Robin Williams and that Robin Williams was uh, somewhat on the same path that John Belushi was and the drug use and whatnot and that he somewhat got cleaned uh, later on. But yeah, no, that's, I, you know, it's amazing because that show has brought us so many comedians, have brought have brought the world so many Um But a lot of the comedy that we laugh at when we're at home in our our four walls, uh, it comes from a lot of of torment, a lot of pain, um, the self-deprecation that we see a lot with these comedians that make us laugh so much. Um, You know, when they're in rooms by themselves and there's not an audience laughing, they're demons. You know, these are a lot of issues that they have. And I don't think you can. I don't think you can function on SNL without being on drugs or an alcoholic or something. I mean, the hours that they work and whatnot. You're in New York City. You're young. I mean, you have to have some willpower not to do that.
0: You're right. Well, it's like uh, uh, reading about uh, Chris Farley, who was brilliant, uh, but he had his demons. Uh, he would go out. He would party every night to to, to the point where he would pass out. And uh, after the show. They would have a cast party, and he would just go crazy, cocaine, drinking, the whole nine yards, pass out, and then get up the next morning, splash water on his face, and attend Mass, you know, had to attend Mass, he, he, you know, uh, it, it, it's it's just so much contradiction here, it's unbelievable.
1: Well, so and that, we never, you know, we, you and I never lived lives that extreme, although you like to paint me in. And- being the 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 booze hound uh of uh the 90s but there's a lot of things that i could do in my early 20s teenager even late 20s i I can't do that stuff anymore and all i'm talking about is getting out of a chair uh you know staying up all night these are the types of things like i mean when i would cover the election and i was up and i would only get two or three hours of sleep i mean i would i would sit in my car some years and cry I just was so upset about it. I would be physically ill from not getting enough sleep. I mean, I remember one of the – see, what was funny, when we were doing the radio show, the weather that would affect Pennsylvania would affect Connecticut like four or five hours later. So there was a snowstorm that we both experienced. We experienced it before you did uh, in Connecticut. And I had to go up to the studios in Harrisburg to be ready for the show in Connecticut, because I didn't think I was going to be able to get there. And I'm glad I did, but I had to sleep on the floor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a 40 year old man sleeping on the floor, I mean, Tony, it took me 30, 35 minutes to get to the point where I could function and move after laying on the floor for a couple of hours. I mean, I just couldn't do it. I can't no. do it anymore. So to, to throw cocaine into the mix, I mean... Forget about it. A
0: jug of wine or whatever you were drinking.
1: uh, 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 Apparently, the peanut specials are going to air on PBS. Did you see that?
0: I I saw that, and I'm glad. I'm glad that they're going to be shown.
1: I guess a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving and a Charlie Brown Christmas will air on PBS at least this year. The Thanksgiving special will air, uh, what is it, this Sunday or was it last Sunday?
0: I don't, I, you know, I really don't know, to be honest with you. And
1: the Christmas one is set for December 13th. I would assume that this has to be because of the outcry. I mean, oh. that, that they would have they would have never announced that it was exclusively on Apple TV unless people were freaking out the way that they, they were about this.
0: Well, yeah. Well, the latest uh, freak out is uh, people were worried they were going to do the same thing with uh, Jimmy Stewart's It's a Wonderful Life, that uh, you, you would have to stream it if you wanted to see it, Uh, but apparently they put that to rest. I guess NBC is going to uh, broadcast that uh, as we get closer to Christmas. But yeah, it's, you know, I don't get it. You know, I mean, is that because-
1: Well, you read Charles Schultz was what, number three? Right. I mean, a big reason why he's number three earnings as a dead person is probably because Apple paid a boatload of money to be able to get the rights for that.
0: Probably, probably you know um i i just think it it's there are some traditions that you know we had when we were kids and you pass them along to your kids and you're hoping that your grandchildren pass them along uh to their kids and and peanuts was one of them is yeah. one
1: of them, you know? yeah
0: not everybody has apple tv and not everybody has no you're
1: right you you're know? right and i'm i'm very happy to see i know that my uh my boy's school sent him home with some papers and at the bottom, it was the Charlie Brown cast, the ensemble. And they weren't all doing the dance, but they were all kind of like in that type of setting. And my, my son, Josh, said, you know, that's, that's Charlie Brown. Yeah. That's Charlie Brown. It's like, oh, wow, you know, I mean, it's, that's good. I mean, he has a Snoopy doll uh, that, that, that he sleeps with. So, and my, you know, my, my daughter was huge in the Scooby-Doo. So, I mean, the, the old cartoons never go away. Never go away, and and you know now they're going to do Grinch in a musical special on NBC. Uh, Grinch was just remade with what Benedict Cumberbatch is the voice of the Grinch not too long ago. That's a very popular rendition now of it. So you know, as you said, Dr. Seuss and Charles Schulz. You know, the old the old guard is certainly very prevalent when it comes to the Christmas specials.
0: Because nothing compares with the old guard. You you see some of these new specials you know for, for Christmas or these new
1: cartoons. Well they're um, exclusive on Lifetime now aren't they? I mean aren't they the holiday ones those movies? Well yeah the Lifetime they've been doing they've been doing holiday
0: movies now since 4th of July.
1: Right and none of them have stuck. Have you noticed none of them no. have compared to Miracle on 34th Street or no. anything like that. None of them have even No. Completely. I don't even hear any of them mentioned ever. As, as living up to that. Maybe it's because they're a dime a dozen. You know, it wasn't just like one movie on its own. I mean, remember Disney used to do like one movie uh, that they would work on. Now it's, you know, they, three or four a year so that the quality isn't nearly as good as it used to be. But, you know, those, I never hear those movies mentioned ever again,
0: ever. No. Well, when we were kids, what, what you had like maybe five, half a dozen that ran each and every year. And and then that was it. Yeah. And then they started flooding the market with new ones. And and, and it just doesn't, you know, I mean, come on.
1: Well, it. and the same is to be said for the Christmas songs, you know, the, the, the mm-hmm. music also. I mean, I think the only one that's even cracked the barrier is Mariah Carey's. And that one is somewhat surpassed all the other ones now as popular. You know, all I want. Uh, for Christmas is you. I mean, it's it's right, the number one song every holiday. That's
0: become that's become a Christmas classic. That's that's in the same category as White Christmas. And- yeah, but
1: I mean, I'm saying it's like surpassed. Yeah, sure. sure. I mean, you know, that the population is greater now than it was when White Christmas came out. But it's more people clamor for that and her rendition of it mm-hmm. than most any other song um, uh, when it comes to it. So, I mean, that's. That's certainly how it is. Have you seen the uh, Rockefeller Christmas tree? I've seen it. They
0: they found a baby owl
1: in, in. Yeah, but have you seen pictures of the tree? No, it's it's terrible.
0: Oh okay,
1: but I mean, is it not perfect for twenty twenty? Yeah. I mean, there's like there's like all these bald. It's like the tree that you're at the lot looking for trees, and you're like, nah. Now, or it's got the side that you put into the corner of the room that nobody sees. They were unveiling this thing. And, and you know, what people need to realize is that that's not what's going to look like during the tree lighting. I don't know when that is, but it's not going to look. When is it? You know? So oh, that you're going tree to say. Yeah, I don't.
0: I don't that's got to be in the next couple of weeks.
1: Right. It's not going to look that way because it was in transit. So. You know as well as anybody when your tree is in transit for a while, it takes a while for it to kind of get back to its normal shape. But it looked like a Christmas, it looked like a Charlie Brown Christmas tree. They'll they'll do it justice
0: when it might get it. It'll end up
1: looking good, but I'm sorry, but I think it's I think it's perfect for 2020. I think it's perfect. I mean, we we should not have a tree that looks glorious. We should have a tree that resembles the year and be crap. Oh,
0: Oh, all
1: right. Okay. And the best thing on Facebook I saw was a Christmas ornament that shows the Grinch holding a mask and it says, stink, stank, stunk, (laughs) 2020. That's perfect. But
0: uh, um, my question to you is when they do the tree lighting, what are they going to, are they just going to do it without Roker and and a couple of people uh, uh, singing a Christmas carol? Like how are you going to, you can't jam those people into the Christmas tree lighting in Rockefeller Center uh, like they've done so many years with the pandemic. You no,
1: but can you have the groups come out and perform music or will they be in satellite locations?
0: I, you know, I don't know. I don't no. know. That wouldn't surprise me. That wouldn't surprise me.
1: Yeah, that's just the way that it is. I mean, we're going to see it for the ball dropping for New Year's. I mean, they're not having anybody there. We're not going to see a crowd for Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I mean, it's you're not going to see any of that. Nope. nope. I, was surprised to, I was surprised not to see you on the list of the sexiest men alive. Uh, Michael B. Jordan.
0: Yeah. Well, I wanted to give Michael B. Jordan a chance, so I I bowed out.
1: Good for you. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, who I remember from the show Parenthood. Did you ever
0: watch the show Parenthood? I know the show, but yeah. Yeah,
1: he he was on it for maybe a half a season or something like that. But uh, he's best, what, Apollo Creed's son, Mm -hmm. Creed. He was in uh, Black Panther, uh, other movies along those lines. He won. People Magazine got to choose... Some of his underlings, is various categories: sexiest royal was Prince Harry. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, sexiest brothers are Chris and Liam, uh, and Luke Hemsworth. All right. Um, sexiest sports guy is Patrick Mahomes from the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. But have you heard him talk? No. But he sounds he... like Kermit the Frog.
0: Oh, okay. So he sounds like a. Dope. I mean,
1: I'm as an ugly man talking about a good-looking man. I need to find flaws. That's just what I do. Uh, sexiest social media content in quarantine. This is an actual category, folks. Shawn mendez Great. Sexiest happily settled guy. Good. Ryan Reynolds. I like Ryan Reynolds. He Ryan makes me Reynolds
0: laugh. is okay. He's alright.
1: For a while there, I thought he was a poor man's Jim Carrey because he was just like him in the movie Van Wilder, mm-hmm. which is a very funny movie. He, to me, he was like a poor man's Jim Carrey, but he's certainly grown. In his own. So there's several other categories. But Michael B. Jordan, Sexiest Man Alive, in case you were wondering.
0: Did you happen to see that show, uh, Big Sky, the other night on ABC? No. Check it out. Check it out. It, it, really? It, only one episode has aired so far. Uh, apparently, this is based on a, a book, loosely based on a book. And I guess it's going to go all season. I'm not going to tell you what it's all about. But the ending of the first episode, I jumped out of my chair i was like whoa it was like you've got to be kidding me wow okay check, check it out check it I and mean, you know it, we uh at first i always do this my wife tapes them and i'm like yeah all right i'll i'll watch it if that's what you're gonna watch but like i was hooked within a few minutes of the show and i can always tell when i'm enjoying it because when it ends i say to myself that's it it's over come on yeah you know, that's so- good uh, uh, check sh- it out. If you happen to see it, you're, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't seen it, uh, check it out. You won't Big be
1: Sky, that's what it's called?
0: Big Sky. Okay. And it's got an excellent soundtrack. The music oh, is
1: religious. That's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah I, um, the show that did that to me more than any other show ever is the show 24. Where yeah. at the end of the show, I just, the show 24. I couldn't, oh, yeah. couldn't wait till the next, I mean, because I was late to the party on 24. So this was back in the day where you would have a Netflix account and you would order C- DVDs from Netflix that would be delivered to your house in like a day and you'd watch them. I would get the seasons of 24 and I'd watch them all in a row. I'd stay up at night, even though I had the DVD to watch it at any time. I would stay up till like 3 in the morning, even though I had to work at like 5. Oh my gosh, I was crazy. And then I finally caught up and I'd have to wait a week every time now. Like, oh my gosh, I got to wait a week till the next episode? This is disgusting. You know, what? I, I loved it. Uh, a, show that, a show that, a couple of the shows that I'm watching, I'm glad you brought that up. I thought this was something that we could add to the show, was like, what are we watching these days? Um, there's a show on Prime Video called The A Word. And, um, you know, I've, I've talked about this on here uh, quite a bit, but my son uh ben has been diagnosed with autism and the a word is autism and it's it, it's it's based in england and it talks about how the family deals with their son who's autistic and it's it's much more than just like a documentary of of autism uh it sort of shows the generational issues with autism where a lot of the times grandparents sometimes have a difficult time and I'm not saying this is the case for me. So mom, dad, don't, (laughs) I'm not talking about you, but in a lot of cases, grandparents don't understand autism. Parents struggle understanding autism because they see the worst in things. And there's a lot of information that comes out where it's not, it's not a negative thing. And it sort of shows the dynamic of it in a setting. There's two seasons on Amazon prime. And I, I urge anybody to watch it. It's, I had to do subtitles because it's, it's an English show. So I, I can't really understand the accents so much in what they're saying, but I, I find the show uh, very entertaining. There's a lot of substance there. Uh, if you have a child who's autistic or at all on the spectrum, you, you probably uh, certainly understand what the families go through and whatnot with it. But I, I urge people to, to check it out. It's called The A Word. It's on Amazon Prime. There's two seasons up there. Uh, and I think, it, I think it does a pretty good job of not really explaining autism per se, but explaining how family members work with autism and an autistic child. Grandparents, aunts, uncles, brothers, sisters, parents, all those types of things. So it's a, it's a pretty good show. I, I, I urge people to, to check it out. And then I'm watching the show, what is it, Queen's Gambit? Is that what it's called on Netflix? It's about some young lady. I don't even know if it's a true story. I haven't done any research on the show, but it's about some young lady who in the sixties becomes a prodigy when it comes to chess um, and how she goes up the ranks from Kentucky and she was an orphan child. And it's uh, pretty entertaining. I don't, like I said, I don't know if it's factual. I haven't done any research on it. I just find the show uh, entertaining. That's another show. I, I urge people to to check out if they want to. Yeah. all right let me
0: check that out. If I all had right. that time
1: and I would yeah. check, it out. Okay. check. it Okay, check it out. Do you do you have Netflix? We have Netflix, yeah. All right, but you don't have Prime Video. No, we don't
0: have Prime Video.
1: Okay, all right. What are you gonna do? I don't know. Uh, are we ready for bad decisions? What I do you know, want
0: to do? You ready? Here we go. Sure. <laughs> Bad decisions, bad decisions. Mike Bellamy is here for
1: you and me. All right, this guy clearly has a lucky shirt. That is now officially his unlucky shirt. A guy in Goose Creek, South Carolina, was busted last week for stealing packages off two people's porches. So he's a porch pirate. Okay. And when he went to court the next day, he decided to wear the same shirt that he was caught pirating the products. Now, because I know you're wondering about this amazing shirt he wears to all of his big life moments, it's a green t-shirt with a red box in the center that has the North Face logo on it. Okay. Now, the police haven't released the guy's name or what the charges are at this point, but they did release surveillance shots of him during the burglaries and courtroom photos that show him in this shirt, so you certainly could not have the defense. Wasn't me, man. Wasn't me. I mean, you're wearing the same shirt to court that's in the i clearly that's not me. The shirt don't fit. You gotta quit. You know what, what about
0: I mean? Don't don't the lawyers have something to say on what you wear when when you when you go to court? You think because, so? You know, sometimes you see these guys. I mean, it's like they got long, greasy hair, a beard, and and you you say to yourself when you you see them going into the the, the uh, police station after being arrested, "Oh this guy is guilty, and then when you see him in court they 're shaved, everything is nice, nice haircut brand new suit what that i mean
1: did, did the lawyer say yeah, that's cool man good, good well, you'd see that all the time and remember those i mean remember we went in this stretch where there were a lot of thirty something young teachers who were having these sexual affairs with their their students
0: yeah yeah sure
1: and and they'd be sending these racy pictures to the students and stuff and then they'd show up in class or they'd show up in court as the librarian yeah where they'd all just be like this and they're showing these racy texts that they were saying i mean it's just like i I guess it works i guess i guess you get lucky i guess yeah absolutely all right so uh what is the word this week shrimp cocktail shrimp cocktail now, the shrimp cocktail is a meal that my mom would feed me all day on Thanksgiving, and then she'd be upset why I wasn't eating the turkey and the stuffing, green bean well, casserole, because I was cocktail, all full.
0: You, stop, you can't stop
1: No, no.
0: It's there. You know? And it was
1: usually just my mom, me, and my grandmother. So there weren't a lot of hands that I was slapping out of the way to get all the shrimp. <laughs> I mean, it was just... You'd eat all day, crackers, summer sausage, that was always popular, cold shrimp. And then you get the meal and you're like, oh, stuffed. And my mom's like, all day I've been working on this meal. And it's like, well, it's not our fault. You're feeding us all day here. There's only so much that this waste can expand. You'd (laughs) think it just goes forever, but there is a limit. There's a limit.
0: There's a limit.
1: So shrimp cocktail is the word. All right, shrimp cocktail is the word. All right, so... Have we decided, are we taking next week off?
0: We could if you want.
1: Yeah, take next week off, and then we'll resume a couple of weeks from now after the Thanksgiving holiday. We want everybody to have a safe and wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, We are very thankful for all of our loyal listeners that continue to watch this week in and week out. We're just amazed. I mean, Tony and I go over this every week. Like, I, I can't believe that there's this many people that used to listen to us on the radio and now watch or listen to this. So we're, we're very thankful for you and uh, everything that uh, you guys have done for us since uh, we, we, we left the, the radio station. So uh, once again, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify. Those are the three places that you can you can catch the show each week. We'll take next week off for the holiday. We hope everybody has a wonderful Thanksgiving and then we'll be back uh, right after uh, the week after Thanksgiving. Sounds good? Sounds good to me. Good, have right. a good
0: holiday, Mike. We'll talk you to you
1: too. Then. Love you, buddy.
0: Love you, man.